What's up, everybody? Yusuf Ali here. Thanks for listening to the Meldrick Moments Extended Edition podcast right here on Anchor. And if you want to start your own podcast on Anchor, it's absolutely easy and absolutely free. Let me tell you again, absolutely free. And it's so easy, you don't even need a microphone. I mean, it helps if you have a microphone, but you don't need a microphone because they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You don't need a booth. You don't need a studio. All you need is somewhere to sit down and be quiet and start talking. It's great. I recommend it to anybody, first-time users, professional, experienced podcasters, and anybody in between. It's absolutely the best. They have background music intro music, sound effects, kids crying, dogs barking, whatever you need, right there, anchor, use it right now, tell them I sent you, use of Ali. Why don't folks name that boy that African name? No one ain't from Cleveland. 4.24 a.m., but the studio don't close, man. It's a new game now. We ain't passing blunts no more. Jason. Ain't no passing to this left hand side. To the right hand side. No hand side. You keep your blind. You pass a blind now. Somebody likely to cuss you out. Coronavirus. Smoking by yourself. Little blunts. Smoking by yourself. Y'all hear me? What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another Melodic Moment Extendo Edition podcast. This is episode number 48. I'm still your host, still coming to you live, kind of live-ish. I'm recording this on Monday night live, so whatever. From TV Table Studios in beautiful Eagle Rock, California, another Pillowcase production. Uh, This week, we got some updates on some old stories. Uh, I got to tell y'all about my first Asian massage. Um... Oh, I came up with a name for the car that I was supposed to come up with last week and didn't. Um, And they're talking some shit about some chicken that really, honestly, is scaring the fuck out of me. So, let's just get right on into it. Yeah, you didn't pay your bus, 
What's up, Melmos? Um, like I said, top of the show. Um, I finally got a name for the car. Um, I'm excited. And I got a little help from Jill with the name. Because um, I'm trying to think of a, you know, it's a black car. I'm like, plus, plus, more importantly, Melmos, I was supposed to tell y'all this last week. That's why I'm starting off the top of the show because I'm excited. And I was supposed to have a name for y'all last week, but I didn't. Anyway. So black Honda Accord, right? So I was thinking the name might just have something to do with that. Well, we got the black part. She came up with, you know, black of the berry, sweet of the juice. We were just throwing that. She said that phrase out loud. And I was like, ah, berry. You know, like a blackberry. Spelled B-E-R-R-Y. So, there you go. I got Shorty and I got Barry. And now, you know, I'm supposed to sell Shorty. But, I ain't gonna lie. I kind of like having two cars. This point is like, it's like kind of pointless to have two cars. Because you can only drive one at once. But, it's kind of handy like today when I had to take one car to get the air conditioning fixed and then go to work at the weed place in another car so wow you know that shit worked out it's way better than having to take your car to work and then have to get a ride or get an uber or some shit or whatever the fuck so I don't know man I'm not in no super big hurry to sell my other car even though I am selling it 700 or best offer but um I'm just not in a hurry to sell it because, you know, it's more than the money, man. They got memories and shorty. And they got a sunroof. It's buried on. I kind of feel like I downgraded myself because I didn't buy another car with a sunroof. But, whatever, man. I can just crack the windows or something. But it ain't the same. It ain't, it's not the same. It's not the same at all. Oh, I guess I could tell you about my massage, too. Uh, spoiler alert. Wasn't no jacking off or nothing like that at the end. That, that wasn't going to happen. But um, it was a good massage. And I left my drawers and my socks on. And like like the lady, she would be doing like the lower back area. Of course, she would go up under my pant, up under my drawers to the top of my ass, like to the glutes. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> and I'm like, because since I ain't never had no massage, I don't know how that happy ending shit works. I'm like, do they initiate it? Do they just start doing it? I don't know what the fuck is going on at this point. But up until then and after that, after that was a couple glute uh, massages, that was it. She just she turned me over. And I'm thinking, okay, here comes the Deshaun Watson situation. But nope. Nope. I was proud of my self control. And she didn't really, when, when she told me to turn over, all she massaged was my arms and my hands and my feet and like my shoulders. But that was it. Like, 
she ain't touched nothing on my body. So, like I said, I avoided the Sean Watson moment. And I know at the top of the show, I kind of teased that it was a more salacious massage. But it wasn't. It really was just a good-ass deep tissue massage that was ache-free. Like, like the last, I didn't heard people talk about if they get a deep tissue massage, they should be in pain. It was like she was touch, touching the spots and it was hurting a little bit. But when it was over, it wasn't no pain at all. Like, that shit was great. So... I definitely go back. Oh, and they make you tip. Ain't no, um, you know, tip if you want to. No, he called me. And I had, you know, I wanted to tip, but I didn't know where to tip. Only because I didn't see it. He damn sure let me know where to tip. It's a big-ass sign that have suggested tip amounts depending on the service you got. So for 60 minutes, they like, that's a $10 tip. I'm going to fuck what you say. I don't give a fuck how she did. What you feel like afterwards, that's a $10 tip. So, but she earned her, she earned her $10 tip. I hope he gave it to her. Because it was like, these these massage parlors do seem like, you know, like one man's dream, you know, and, but you got to get somebody to do the work. Like some, some real legalized, right in, in your face ass pimping type shit going on. Sexless ass pimping. But, you know, just like Johns and Tricks or whatever they call them, I'm going to keep coming back. I was, that was a good 60 That was a That was the best $60 I spent since. When's the last time you just spent $60 as a whole? You don't just spend $60. Anyway. That was awesome. Um. Uh, this is kind of embarrassing, but Melmo's, like I said, we've been growing over a year, so now I can tell y'all this kind of shit without feeling, you know, without feeling bad about it, but uh, I just learned how to properly peel the lettuce you know, to get the maximum usage out of your lettuce because the way I was doing I would cut some lettuce off the off the ball, off the lettuce ball, and you know have to get new lettuce like in three days. I don't know. I don't. I didn't know that you're supposed to peel the lettuce like like in layers. And I like I, I, I call myself, you know, knowing myself, knowing my way around the kitchen a little bit, just a little bit. I can the five or six dishes I cook, I cook the fuck out of. So you would think I know how to how lettuce work. But I guess I didn't, because then the last head of lettuce I bought, I peeled it like, you know, like you're supposed to, I guess. And I'm noticing that my lettuce is staying crisp all week. And I say, hmm. Now when I was cutting, cutting the lettuce like a fucking in slices or whatever the fuck I was cutting it like like a fucking big ass apple or orange or some shit. The lettuce was going, the lettuce was browning up and like by day three. Shit, it's day it's Friday. I still got crisp green lettuce. Ain't nobody told me this. Then I realized no, ain't nobody really told me. I guess I was just supposed to know that you should peel the lettuce like that. I I thought people 
chopped the lettuce. Then I realized those people were probably making salads. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you now. I'm with you now. I don't have a serial killer update uh, this week because the serial killer they chose was one of the more famous ones. Like I said, last episode they were talking about what turned out to be a Southside Strangler and a black dude that I had no idea. This time they're telling you, oh, this is about the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez. And he got a whole thing on Netflix. So... There's nothing too interesting about him other than he didn't have like a type. That that was kind of scary. Most serial killers have, you know, a certain motherfucker they kill, uh, you know, a demographic, so to speak. But no, he was just killing. But anyway, what I did watch was a documentary on Tubi. Hey, y'all. Y'all heard me on this podcast many times. Shout out Tubi. Tubi gonna have to put me in their little promo package or something, because I fucks with Tubi, and I tell people to fuck with Tubi on and off this podcast. Tubi got some good shit. Pluto. I can't front. I don't be on Pluto as much, so I don't know what Pluto got. But I like Tubi set up. Tubi is easy to navigate and they just got a bunch of shit. Anyway, so I'm watching a documentary about this dude who's obsessed with Rocky. You know how you've seen these type of fans of a thing and they have hundreds of that memorabilia in their house, a room, something like that. But the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, this guy ain't just no regular, you know, nerdy fan obsessed type of guy yeah he got all this rocky shit but he got a wife and a house and that truck he driving is new-ish come to find out this motherfucker do tours he called the worldwide rocky tour and it's I don't know if he go all over the country, but he definitely go to Philadelphia and he take people to filming locations and they take pictures and he charge motherfuckers and he getting a lot of money. And, you know, and as far as fans go, not just, it doesn't stop at Rocky. He is Sylvester Stallone, you know, fan, Uber fan. Like, his wardrobe consists of different outfits Sylvester Stallone characters have worn throughout different movies not just Rocky this motherfucker got Tango and Cash outfits the professional outfits Get Shorty outfit whatever the fuck he was in any movie that this motherfucker was in anything he ever wore on a fucking screen this dude went and got it and modified if it had a hole in it he put a hole in it if it had a stain on it he put a stain on it all this and you're like man this motherfucker but he making a killing and it it, it kind of inspired me like shit I need to find a way to make this kind of money off my passion right now it's comedy and everybody trying to make money off comedy so I gotta do something a little different 
weed. Okay, everybody making money on weed. But I noticed that in his thing, he making money off locations. So here we go. Check this out. Melmo's. I'm launching. I'm launching the first ever parking spot comedy show parking spot smoke tour. Where I'm gonna take people around, show them different places I did comedy, and show them different places I parked and smoked weed in before the show. And we can take pictures. I can, if there's nobody parked there, I can park there and we can recreate the moment with some with different fans, different Melmos. Um, so let me know, man. I'm thinking about this, man, because this June and I didn't been in some famous spots in LA. I did comedy all over this motherfucker. So, hey, I'm with. I'm. I'm. I'm put that shit. I'm gonna make a. I don't know how I'm gonna get this business started, but I'm gonna get it started. I look on YouTube how to start a business, and um, that's it. Give me a book. It's going down. Or some sweatpants out in public for the first time in about. We're not about that Echo sweatsuit. Wow. That was like 2001? 2002? So, I mean, for the first time in 19 years, I wore sweatpants to a thing, like, as a choice. So, Melmos, think I'm sweatpants guy now. Not everywhere, not every day. But it's gonna be a lot of days. Be sweatpants guy. So when you see me with sweatpants, I'm telling y'all now, I'm becoming sweatpants guy. And I'm start and I'm like I'm looking online for different sweatpants and shit. And I know a lot of people probably became sweatpants folks during the, the beginning and throughout the pandemic. And here I am becoming sweatpants guy at the tail end of it. Yeah, man. Sweatpants guy. Uh, oh, I got a couple updates. Because um, I had a couple stories last week that was kind of like news. But then... Wasn't really news. Like... Okay. Like, um... I was telling y'all about the girl who fucked... 919 dudes in seven and a half hours, which averaged out to 0.48 seconds per dude. And I did, and then I talked. I talked mostly about, you know, her, her side of that, what what it probably was like for her. And I didn't touch on the losers that stood in line for seven and a half hours to fuck for 0.48 seconds. Can you imagine the type of motherfucker you have to be to sign up for something like this? Even if you don't know that you only gonna be fucking for .48 seconds. When you get there and see a line of naked loser-ish looking motherfuckers, which you probably don't know you a loser. But you probably 
should be able to recognize a loser from afar. You should be able to recognize the piece of shit type of motherfucker that would agree to fuck the same girl 918 other dudes is gonna fuck. Where I'm from, a lot of Bill Moe's probably where y'all from too. Got sloppy seconds, thirsty thirds, filthy fourths, fucked up fifths, six six, salacious seventh, easy eighth, nasty ninth, terrible tenth. But that's where it stops. Because you don't want to be the 11th dude to fuck some girl in the hood. You just, it's just you, you really probably don't want to be a 6th, 7th, or 8th dude, but you really don't want to be the 11th dude. But I don't even know what type of adjective to come up with for the 19th, 919th dude. I don't even know what that is. But like I say, if you if you that type of dude that's down, it's maybe they did give you the whole layout. You're gonna get the fuck for point forty-eight seconds, my guy. So don't um you know you even get you don't you we, you can take your clothes off for movie's sake, but you don't really gotta get that comfortable. It's gonna take you longer to fucking unzip your pants as it is gonna take you to, to get your strokes in, so Go ahead with it, man. And like I said, I focus a lot on her, but I didn't take, I didn't say, I didn't take no time on those piece of shit losers. She was getting paid, you know. She got all that. They didn't get nothing. They got a story to tell, bragging right. But who do you even want to tell that? You proud of that? Hey, man, I was down. I fucked this chick today. Oh yeah. What happened? You date y'all with, with some girl you know you was trying to hit with? It was it been a friend with? Oh, no, no, nothing like that. Um, shit, I just signed up. Some dude, it was two dudes. They was downtown asking if people wanted to fuck this girl. And uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You just, they were just asking if people wanted to fuck this girl? Yeah, they were just kind of wondering if people wanted to fuck. And then you all said, you said, yeah? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was about to go to, to, to the mall, probably go get a hat, but then, shit, yeah, I fuck. So then what happened when you get there? So shit, shit, when I got there, shit, it, was, it, was a, it was some other dudes there, because, you know, it was a porno. I was, I was like, a gangbang? Yeah, it was like a gangbang, a couple gangs. Like a gang coalition bang. What you talking about? It was 918 other dudes. And then you... So, I mean, I don't know, man. So, look. Like I say, no shame on her. All the shame on them. They shouldn't have been able to set that record. They should not have been able to set that record. Maybe they should... Maybe if they was trying to set a record for like... I don't know... This is reaching 16 dudes. Maybe, maybe 
Maybe I can see getting 16 dudes to agree to do something like this. 919. Alright. Like I said, that one it wasn't news last week. It's just something that was bothering me for since I heard it. Since I heard myself talking about it. couldn't let that slide. Also, things that's bothering me, uh, and then, I, then, then we can go to news. Um, fucking idiots. Now, Jay-Z and Nas finally come together. Well, not finally. Come together again on a song. I say finally because it seemed like it's been a while, but it's been probably like 10 years. They did Black Republicans, and they did Success, and they did some other songs. Like three other songs, I believe. At least two. I believe they got four songs, maybe five songs together. But, like I said, after so long, you know, it seemed like, you know, so fresh. So we have, I'm happy. Nas fans happy. Jay-Z fans happy. You know, because together, Nas fans and Jay-Z fans, we are both fans of lyrics, but we are not necessarily fans of the other one as much as we fans of the other one if that makes sense whichever one you a fan of and that's just how it go you can like them both but it's still gonna be one that you think is a little you know anyway so they do their raps amazing raps to this day to this day a week later a week and some change later I still don't have a clear cut you know winner of the fucking song if I had because I always said the only way to truly compare two good rappers is to have them on the same song especially when they rapping about the exact same thing like they are in this case which is you know making money getting rich over the years so anyway motherfuckers is talking about a line first I saw a google article then I saw fucking uh a hip hop DX YouTube thing. And it's just everybody, I think Envy, DJ Envy on Breakfast Club mentioned everybody is talking about the line that Jay Z say about, I mean, that Nas say about being cryptocurrency scarface. And they are going crazy. I'm just. First of all, it's a clever rhyme scheme to go with. <sighs> Sorry, man. It's a clever rhyme scheme to go with. Coinbase, they say before that. Flip coin. Went in the Coinbase. Right? Um, you know. And as far as why he compares himself to Scarface, cryptocurrency, and then he would say cryptocurrency and then Scarface. It's because of his Coinbase investment which made him Scarface like monies to the point where everybody else that does cryptocurrency might not be making Scarface type monies as a correlation to selling dope Scarface sold enough dope to have that type of lifestyle. 
compared to some people who only sold enough dope to buy shoes. I don't understand why people took that particular line and tried to dissect it so much. Very easy. Very, actually lazy. A very lazy, yet clever correlation. So, that's just, I just want to say about that. The song is great. I probably listened to it Okay, counting time, times in a row is is not accurate because I really don't know. But I know I listened to it for about 25 minutes. Very like, and you know how you can listen to music now. So you listen to Nas verse four times in a row, skip to Jay Z verse six times. However the fuck, I just know it was 25 minutes or so. I fully absorbed that shit. Still. I still got I got moments from Nas and lines from Jay Z and at at worst they balance each other out. So oh and uh we're not doing any sponsors this week. Y'all might notice it. Y'all y'all might have noticed it without me telling y'all, but now that I said something, y'all really gonna notice it. Alright, let's do some news. hear from you first what is going on and you know how is this impacting you has water gotten into your apartment or anything yet well not yet because it's not that bad but over here on this side it kind of is and i guess in the far back it is that's why the cars is up here and stuff but it haven't really hit our parking lot yet so it's really ain't affecting me yet but once it do hit that they probably gonna tell us to evaporate and then that's what it gets on my nerves all the time what what are you talking about, man? We gotta keep evaporating. Yeah. yeah. And I know we're right by Bowling Creek, and you said that this happens a lot, that you all have flooding here? Yes. We, it, I mean, when I first moved here, I think the first time I moved here, it was like this. So we had to, like, evaporate. And it had, like, boats and stuff out here because the whole thing was, like, flooded. this part of the show, Melmos. I hope y'all got y'all re-rolled uh, Meldro- Meldricks ready. Or or Roaches. Ain't nothing wrong with digging in the ashtray, getting a few more hits off of those Roaches, you know. Waste not, won't not. But, um, first update is from um, a dude who had smoked the birds in his hair rollers. Apparently, he was trying to smuggle the birds, not just to sell to somebody who, you know, wanted those little birds, but the play was to make even, like, you know, that would have been one thing if you just sell them to somebody who wanted to buy birds. He was going to make some real money and, and make a name for himself by winning the bird singing contest, which is why he, you know, smuggled them over, which makes all the sense in the world now. Anybody can just have money, but 
anybody can't say they won the fucking bird singing contest with their bird. Like they had this the coldest Whitney Houston ass Jennifer Hudson ass birds. So it was worth the risk, man. It was worth and these days the shit people do for fame and, and likes and views and follows. Birds in contest? And you're not using parakeets? He had a ringer. Like one parakeet or one cockatoo or whatever the fuck them singing ass birds are. That's one thing. But a chorus of finches straight from Africa or wherever the fuck he was smuggling them from? Ain't nobody about to beat that. So, too bad he got arrested though. I'm just saying that was. I, I feel him now. I mean, if that was if that was the play, you know, that's that's not a risk I'm willing to take. But I see where my man was coming from. That's a, that's all I'm saying. And um, I saw this. This is this. I saw this on video. Something I thought I would never see, but. When I think about the elements of the, of the fight, there was another mask dispute. Somebody always fighting over, you know, take your mask off or put your mask on when you come in the store. Which is, as a store owner, manager, employee, I get it because all you all you simply are doing is enforcing the state or city or private enterprise whatever rules that's all you doing I'm just trying to get y'all to follow the rules customer you want your food I want to serve you your food we can make this a fair transaction and you keep it moving no drama 99% of the time we should have if you do what you're supposed to do as a customer I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do as a fucking server Everybody gonna be all right, but here's where it hurts, Melmo. This was in a Five Guys, a Five Guys and Fries, the world's greatest burger establishment. How do you go in Five Guys Hostel? How do you go in there and you know you see you know what they about to do with your mushrooms and them onions? You know how that cheese is about to be on that patty. And you still want to fight? This type of motherfucker that needs to be put under the jail with the pedophiles and shit like that. Starting to mayhem and fucking five guys. You don't say that fucking... That's Popeye's behavior. That's Burger King, McDonald's, lowbrow bullshit. These $9 burgers. We ain't got time for you to be fucking up the store. You see how we got these potatoes and shit stacked up? Who else got bags of potatoes and shit stacked up? Enticing you. And just filling the bag up with fucking fries. You ain't even ask for fries. You ain't even like fries. And you still got fries. I just, I just, I thought I would never see nothing like that at a, you know, at a Five Guys or 
The bullshit just spread. This bullshit just spread to the. F- I couldn't believe it, y'all. All right, and, and and more lighthearted news. You always use some of that um, rap. As it turns out, as of 2021, as of May 3rd, 2021, rap, the genre of music that they said wouldn't last, they said it was a fad, they said it was going to go away, go out like disco, and what else went out? I think disco, the only thing that went out, I guess R&B kind of going out, but not really, but you know what I mean, you know what I'm saying. Rock and roll, rock and roll, kind of went out, but rap, on the other hand, is from what I can tell, the most important thing in the world, the most, the biggest thing in the world, the most valuable thing in the world. Kanye West, rapper, producer, actor. No, he he ain't been in no official. He did some voice acting. Kanye West sold a pair of shoes he had at war in 2008 for 1.4, I was about to say 100.4, 1.4 million dollars or something like Maybe 1.8. Some 1. Over a million dollars for some shoes he had on. 2008 with a, gra- a Grammy performance in fact the Grammys uh, war show that's predetermined and most people don't really give a fuck about some people give a it's two sides people don't give a, a whole lot of fucks about people that don't in this case he really don't He re- he's one of those that don't give a fuck about it because he pissed on the Grammy but the shoes he had on when he performed at said Grammys just sold for a million dollars. Probably the shoes he had on when he pissed on the Grammy. Which, in that case, it gotta be Splashback. So you just bought, somebody just bought a rapper's pissy shoes for more money than somebody spent on Michael Jordan's game worn shoes. Any pair of Michael Jordan game worn shoes. Name a name a game worn shoe he sold. It didn't sell that much. Kobe. This motherfucker dead. Name a shoe. No, rap has exceeded basketball as in popularity. The same motherfucking rap that they wouldn't even, you know. Like Dennis Robin or Allen Iverson or some shit was getting fucking caught. They was being they was being compared to rappers in a negative way because they had tattoos. But now nah, look at that shit. Sell I was selling basketball shoes, so that was good news. I told y'all we could find some lighthearted news. It ain't all fucked up. Some good shit. A little bit. Um. Speaking of sports, why not? Let's stay with sports. They announced a uh, 
Tyson and Lennox Lewis fight. Which, as a fight fan, I'm excited because compared to all these other fights they've been having, it's good to see at least at least see some real boxers this time. But as a Mike Tyson fan, specifically over Lennox Lewis, it's not good. It's not a it's not good. It's not a good thing because when they was young and, and you know healthy and fast. Not that he still ain't fast, but he didn't have nothing coming for he had nothing to do with motherfucking six foot five fast, six foot six ass Lynch Lewis. Mike what, five nine? And that mattered a lot, especially with his style. And it's just they say styles make fights and he just kept him at bay and just pounded on the top of his head and he just beat him. He beat him. And we all lost that night because who are we talking? 2002? Let's just say I took one for the team in order to watch that fight. And this is how you repay me, Mike Tyson? Do you know what I had to do to secure viewership of this fight? You know the limps I had to go? I'm going to leave it at that. Okay, no, I won't. All right. I'm just going to tell you a little bit so y'all don't think I had to do nothing super crazy. But what I had to do was talk to the to the to the girl who okay we had met these girls earlier in the day just on some hanging out shit just being outside just being humans and um they had mentioned they was gonna watch the fight later on and we was like yeah alright you know that's good to know you know what give me your number we call you, you know, we see what's going on, we call you. Um, um let's just say physically we were not a match. If this was a boxing match, since we are talking Tyson and Lennox Lewis, um, we were not in the same weight class, height class. gym class no no type of class together and um fight rolled around nine o'clock rolled around and we ain't gonna where to watch the fight except we do I just gotta make the call so needless to say this fight should should have way more memories Way better memories. No matter what's going on on the television screen. Or in this case, the computer screen. But. Let's just say. A, a lot of a lot of reasons. I don't want to even think about. A Lennox Lewis, Mike Tyson fight. But. We just leave it at that. Um, 
This kind of fucked me up. And they got these Amazon grocery stores in uh, Seattle. And what they can do is you put your, they use biometrics, which means like the fingerprint of your hand, of your, or, or the, the palm print of you. So they're going to read your hand, like kind of how like they read your face and your eyes on the movies and shit. But they're going to read your hand. And all you got to do after they sign your hand up, which that sounds cool. I want. I need to sign my hand up. Well, a, a bunch of people will be in a hurry to sign their hand up because I want to sign my hand up for whatever. Sign it. Sign it up. Do I need to use my hand? Do I need to use this hand to sign? So that's how. You anyway? That's high tent shit. So. The hope is, you, what you do is you put your credit card information into your biometrics. So now you can just walk around the grocery store, pick some shit up, scan the barcode with the palm of your hand, and then the shit automatically charge to your credit card. And there you go. Okay. Cashless grocery store, which some pros and cons come there. Pros, obviously, obviously, it's gonna be hard for a motherfucker to rob you. Like, once this shit, once this cashless everywhere, cashless gas station, cashless Quickie Mart, or 7-Eleven, or whoever the fuck, cashless everything, um, it'd be a lot harder to rob people. I will give them that. Machete sales might go up. If that happens, then they, that means they're going to figure out a way to rob motherfuckers. But until then, it's going to be a little harder to rob motherfuckers. I get that. That's a, that's a good thing. But the cons is, it's too easy still. And I know, like, okay, they saying, even if you just, since it's the palm of your hand, that's a big part of your hand. But you can pick shit up with your fingertips. You can use opposite fingertips pick shit up ball of fist or wear some gloves probably had to wear some thicker gloves isotoners but wear some gloves and just put whatever the fuck you want to put in the cart cause they talking about they ain't gonna need if they don't need no no register I mean no money then they don't need no register they don't need no cashier so I mean you just in the store on trust so I like that shit. Go, come on with it. Come on with it. You think motherfuckers scamming the self-checkout? Wait till they start scamming the fucking hand checkout. Talking about some palm reading. Speaking of checking out, this is crazy. This segue. I don't even make, I don't even plan these segues. But they're talking about a chicken shortage. And that's the main thing I check out. I just bought something today. So if they talking about a chicken shortage, I don't I think that's just a cover up for them to go up on chicken. Increase the prices to say, uh yeah, yeah, because um we getting low on chickens. 
how the fuck you get long chickens, but you still got dozens of eggs at the same grocery store? Now, y'all better put, y'all better make this shit make sense. If y'all low on chicken legs, then y'all better fucking recall some of them unborn chicken legs, some of them unborn fucking five-piece meals in them fucking cartons. Put Throw them bitches in the microwave or the reheater or hibernator or however the fuck, whatever the fuck you gotta do to make them chick turn them eggs into chickens. Cause y'all fucking around with my fucking emotions talking about a chicken shortage. I tear this motherfucker up. No chicken shortage. That's like that's like trying to tell me it's a fucking ant shortage or a fucking uh what well, they did try to tell me it was a bumblebee shortage. But look I see homeless people with three, four chickens daily. Y'all better start rounding them motherfuckers up or something. All I know is it better not not be no chicken when I go to pick up some chicken next time I go to get some chicken. And I'm going to leave this story on that. I don't even got to talk about this shit no more. This shit pissing me off talking about this fucking chicken and shit. Uh, Let's go to music because I'm motherfucker. Tell me y'all right. Flip this motherfucker over. Anyway, um, this is a rumor for now and probably gonna stay a rumor because the internet and Twitter not reacting well. But I think they try to have a Chris Brown and Tory Lanez concert. I don't know if Chris Brown where are the allegations levied against Tory Brown or Tory Lane. But and I, he might not be he might still be oblivious to to the fact of what people say about him himself. But all I know is between the fucking Hospital mugshot and the gun video, they gonna have some hell of a merch on that motherfucking tour. They might might as well collaborate with everybody else that's into violence. They might as well sell merch with the BDSM people. Shit, cause there's some, that's a violent ass. Who they gonna have opening up for them? 21 Savage? Gucci Man or some shit? That's a violent ass motherfucking tour. No, I'll take that back because they violence against me. Uh, motherfucking other dudes, I imagine. They gotta have one of these wife beating ass rappers to open up for them or some of these piece of shit. I mean, and I hate to, to um, lump Chris Brown into the same piece of shit category as Tory Lanez, but he did. He jumped into that category by even being a part of this fucking tour. Or being a part of the announcement or the, the idea of the tour. So, damn, Chris Brown. And all, all that shit that was just starting, it was kind of people, you know, he was doing the funny shit with Drake and coming out with 47 song albums. And people was just starting to let, you know, forget about that whole, you know, busting Rihanna in the mouth shit. But 
this gonna remind them, that's for sure. And uh, lastly, Quando Rondo, who King Von was fighting when he got shot by Quando Rondo, homeboy, then tried to go back on tour, and he knew it was gonna be rough because you shot somebody, and then you made a diss song about him. I'll be love somebody. I'll be, you know, they love this kid, this King Von dude, and, and homeboy then shot him. And then you made a uh, whatever story talking shit about him. Well, he got the balls to, he got brave enough or broke enough, one of the two, to go on tour or to go do a show. Man, going on tour is a stretch, especially considering this show had about 50 people and it looked like it was like one of them 2,500 capacity type of uh, places. And if you only gonna put okay, maybe not 2,500 maybe 500. That's probably more realistic. But if you only gonna put 50 out of 500 that's easy to tell. That's, the, that's like the fucking that's like when the Trump rally, when the Trump inauguration, like it, you can damn near count everybody, you know, on on your hands, how many people was there. Same thing with this concert. You're not supposed to be able to look out into the, the crowd, you know what I'm saying, that were air quotes, and be able to guesstimate how many people out there. You shouldn't pull up to the concert and it's, you know, plenty parking. That's a bad sign. That's a bad sign right there. Because you're you a rapper, so you go get there late. Because you letting your, I imagine you letting your opening acts perform, and, and people expect rappers to be there late. The door is open at eight. The concert start at nine. The rapper ain't gonna get in the building till eleven thirty, maybe eleven. So you get there at eleven, and it's like thirteen open parking spaces. You like the motherfuckers leave? No, they didn't come. And ain't nobody gonna come. Cause you killed a motherfucker and rapped about it. Like he ain't got other people that also have guns. So good luck, Quando Rondo, on your rap career. Um, Cause ain't nobody coming to them shows, yo. And you made it like you, you, you know, your homeboy out of jail already. Oh uh, man, people mad people mad so and you know he knew people in a lot of places you might can tour like the what's that area called like the Utah Dakotas Montana you probably could tell your ass off up there you can do a residency up in, in Dakota but you can't come to the lower 48 the lower lower 48 so that's it for Quando Rondo and that's it for the news you look so stupid this nigga looks so dumb you look so stupid he like let me see your bag check my bag ain't have nothing in it but a pocket full of money Nigga, check my bag and had nothing in it but a pocket full of money. Look how dumb you look. Oh my god, you look so stupid. And I got 20 mirrors on here, so look at him. Look at him.
dumb dude. <laughs> you look so stupid. That's crazy. What a pocket full of money. Let me show y'all. Let me show y'all my dance. Look at that. It looks so stupid, dog. <laughs> This time on, uh, or this week on that time when, I'm going to tell you about that time when uh, I had a gun and sold it like a week before the police raided the house. And it was like perfect timing. Why did I have a gun? No reason. I didn't need it. I don't, I don't have, I didn't have enemies, don't have enemies, wasn't in the streets. Well, I went to the club and, you know play basketball, sat on the porch, but I didn't, I wasn't in the streets, like I wasn't, you know, running, like, where I needed a gun to be worried about, like, shit, so, having a gun was just because I like guns, and I had got it from my homeboy for the sweet, for the sweet price, the sweet, the sweet low, low price of, uh, $100, I remember driving home with it, like, Oh man, I really got a gun. We got a gun in the car. Like, I got a gun. And it was a, a cheap gun. Probably three hundred dollars brand new. And uh I bought it from him, man. I used to just load it and unload it and clean it and hold it and go play with it. And then one faithful day I mentioned to this a coworker dude that I had a gun, and you know, he's he's asked me the same thing. Y'all probably asked me like, why? Like, why do you have a gun? I was like, I don't, you know, I don't know. I just got it. He like, sell it to me. I give you, I give you twice what you paid for it. Cause I, I think I probably fucked around. I told him a hundred dollars somehow, and gave it. I was probably to work. I remember that too. Could have got fired for that. Bringing a gun to work. It wasn't. I didn't bring it in the building, did I? No, I didn't bring it in the building. But his dumb ass probably took it in the building. I don't know. He got it out of the car. And it was wrapped up in a towel. I remember that. And uh, gave him my $200. So I'm feeling good with my $200. Go buy me some jewelry or something. Next thing I know, days later, the fucking house get raided by the police on some... By that time, I, I think my mom and them has, was done selling dope, so I don't know where that came from. That must just been some false information, or oh yeah, I remember this house from doing that shit so many other times. But they damn sure tossed everything in my room. Not like super bad, but enough to where they would have found that gun and I would have went down like the fucking drain or something I'm not a rapper anyway so I guess that was just timing and just be being an idiot and just having a gun in the first place and I want one now I can't front and um jail like if you get a gun I'm out <laughs> so that's the only reason I don't have one cause she knows 
Yeah, I'm a, I can't lie. I'm so, I, I can't. There's no way I could I could buy a gun and not and you know and hide it. That it'd be hard. It'd be just. It'd be hard for me to hide a gun than it would if I was trying to cheat. Cause I'm gonna say something about the gun. <laughs> like motherfuckers could probably pull off cheating better than I could pull off trying to hide this gun. I'm not gonna do nothing. Neither one. So don't worry about it. Jill, I don't have a gun. And I damn sure don't have no side bitches, but that goes without saying. Um anyway. With that, um, yeah. That's the time I had a gun and didn't. Just in time. This week on Puddle Tracks, um, I still had to, I had to tell Marvin more exploits about my bro, my blind sister. I don't know why Marvin don't believe us about my sister. Even Shantae had to tell him a story because they they used to run track together, and he couldn't believe that my sister ran track blind, and she was good. She was faster than you expect. She did. Honestly, she never won. I think the closest she came, well, I think she came in fourth. But she would it was one she would have won, but she kept dropping that stick. Alright, uh, slowly making his way back, but not yet. So before COVID, it was comedy. I went on a blind date not too long ago, and it was terrible because it was this is 2016. I should know what this girl looks like by now, right? But actually, she wasn't ugly. It was almost literally a blind date, which was the problem because she had a severe lazy eye. And normally, when you say the word lazy, that word implies that with a push, like it might do some work. Like, you know, maybe, maybe. Maybe an opportunity or a pep talk, maybe. Well, in this case, her eye was more like a working comma or something. She wasn't doing shit. It was weird. Then she, she gave me some. So that was cool. But that was kind of embarrassing, man, because she had, like, no, the lazy eye got past when she decided to give me some pussy. Melmos, thank y'all, man. I just want to take this time before we wrap up the podcast to say thank you for listening this far uh, and this long and fucking with me. And if you're a new Melmo, welcome to the show. Um, tell somebody to tell somebody else why you fucking with it. Um, uh, everybody else, um, I'm glad you're still here. And uh, we're going to keep doing this. And I just want to shout out everybody that liked the post. Share the motherfucking post, retweet the post, uh, comment under the Instagrams, tell somebody to look at this shit. All that, man. I appreciate all the views from 
all the platforms from all the outlets. So, uh, Mel Moses, keep this going. Magic Moment, Extended Edition. Love y'all. think this one was as long as our usual episodes but you know whatever it's a new season this is officially we officially into season number three so you know shit is happening shit is changing a little bit you might notice some changes uh some of them a little more noticeable than others and if you've been with me this whole time then you probably noticed it if if it's your first time then i hope Hopefully you enjoyed this show. I'm still going to try to uh, smooth some shit out, straighten some shit out, but whatever. You know, it's all about growth and change when you, you know, trying to keep something, you know, ahead of the curve, whatever. Anyway, before I get out of here with my uh, usual take-homes, takeaways, uh, just want to say just one more thing. I heard on a podcast, like, because, you know, when you listen to the podcast, they got the little ads, and so I didn't see the commercial, but I heard the commercial, and it sounded like a hip, you know, young, cool dude trying to get us to buy the products and telling us how, you know, good the product is and how much you need the product, and then, you know, my problem with it was product was toilet paper and it's like hey man that's that's probably the number one thing that people buy the number one thing that people buy that you don't have to remind them that they need if they start to run out of it or get low of it you don't have to tell people to buy toilet paper. It don't matter what kind of toilet paper you advertise. People gonna buy the kind of toilet paper they can afford. They gonna buy the best ply of toilet paper for their price. If they if they got one ply of money, they don't give a fuck what you talking about on this quote cool northern commercial. So the bottom line is toilet paper will be sold if if nothing else we learned that this past year that toilet paper will be sold do not waste another marketing cent on a toilet paper ad and that's coming from a consumer trust me we know we don't need no toilet paper ad we don't need no soap ad we don't need no fucking lotion ad. I don't know. It's just shit people know they need that you don't have to try to sell them. It wasn't nobody gonna try to go without toilet paper. I don't think I'm gonna buy no toilet paper this week. No. Yeah. We, everybody gonna buy toilet paper every week. I think I said this before. I don't wanna say it too loud. Motherfuckers better be grateful it's as cheap as it is cause they can charge us whatever they want. 
these bidet motherfuckers is trying to corner the market. Don't let them. Wet wipe users. Don't let them. That's all I'm saying. And um, other than that, uh, just treat others how you want to be treated. Really, really, really do that shit, man. I say that every week. And I stress that shit every week. Because it really works. It really helps you to treat a motherfucker right, man. Or not. If, if it's a motherfucker that don't deserve to be treated right, I don't know. I don't know how this, how you determine that. What well, all I'm saying is treat a motherfucker the way you want to be treated. Simple as that. You determine who that is. But I'm just saying it should be everybody, if you ask me. Um, remember the serenity prayer and remember the count your blessings and remember the shit could be worse, man. So take a page out of currency book, man. Just enjoy this shit, man. Stop complaining. You know, that's it. Like I said, those are just things to get people through the day. Just a little reminders, man. Shit get rough. You start feeling yourself, you know, heading down towards a rough spot. It's getting narrow and tight. Just stop. Think about that shit. And put that shit in reverse. And get back on track. Some high-ass shit, I know. But trust me. If you close your eyes and visualize some George Clinton shit. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Alright, man. I'm on. Until next week, be safe. We out. I mean, be safe. Go Browns. We out. <laughs>